I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies Podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our unbiased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. So So let's let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Fairies Podcast. Welcome, welcome. I'm Jamie. I'm Brooke. And we're back. We're back with some more stories to embarrass our parents with. Wow, that just <laughs> came out of nowhere. I think that was last week when we told all of the stories about um, how our parents prepared or didn't prepare <laughs> Maybe. our food. And yeah, all the male genitalia talk, the swear words. We're embarrassing our children, Everything. our parents, our husbands. Okay, so I have to tell you a funny story. Okay. I think I might have told you this, but so my daughter um, works at a dentist office, I guess. And she was listening to the podcast the other day and um, had it, I guess, on her headphones. And some people from work were like, so what podcast are you listening to? And she's like, "Uh, it's my mom. Don't listen to it. (gasps) (laughs) Because she, I guess we're, I don't know, but she was like, embarrassed to have anybody listen. Are we edgy? I don't know. Or dorky. Uh, Yeah. Was it that we're like, I don't know. Subject matter or just that we're stupid? She didn't say she didn't elaborate but she just said she got embarrassed and told him not to listen I'm like oh my gosh thank you thank you for your support that glowing endorsement yes it's my mom's but don't listen oh please don't listen it's weird I know my husband was like I don't know if I should be like flattered or super embarrassed that you keep talking about me oh Jake's done listening I'm pretty sure (laughs) I'm positive like at first he was all excited and oh I listened to your podcast and now it's like less and less every week he's like I can't handle listening he doesn't want to know we it's like the don't ask don't tell yeah he doesn't want to know what we talk about it's like children of celebrities you don't have a choice yep he just yeah you just pretend like it's not happening yeah well my hu- I kind of mentioned that my husband's free with his body, you know, last when we talked about Naked Thanksgiving, which mm-hmm. if you haven't listened, you've got to go back and listen. And he was like, oh, yeah. He's like, well, remember Naked Ice Cream? I was like, no, apparently. And he told me the story, but I'd forgotten or I would have mentioned it last week. He's like, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up. He went to Florida one summer with like a group of like five guys to do sales, you mm-hmm. know, when like in college, they'll go do that. So they all lived in this apartment together and they were kind of not getting along about something. They were just kind of having like disagreements. So Aaron had been off fresh off his church mission where they do like bonding kind of exercises and like um, like meet like inventory meetings or something where they talk about their feelings or whatever. So he's like, we need to do this, mm-hmm. but we need to make it less awkward. So he went and got a bowl of ice cream. And then just took off all his clothes and just came out with a bowl of ice cream naked and was like, and then one of his friends was like, all right, strip down. The other one stripped down. <laughs> so they all sat in a circle, completely naked, eating ice cream and talked about their feelings. Wow. <laughs> and they did it every Sunday. For the oh whole my summer. gosh. <laughs> naked ice cream. That is funny. A bunch of, a bunch of college guys. Uh-huh. All, wow. That's, yeah. Naked ice cream. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's a little follow up from last week. <laughs> I have to tell you, um, Katie, the same daughter who's embarrassed of me, clearly, and you, you, told me when I told the story, or she said, I just listened to Naked Thanksgiving, and I'm like, oh, what did you think? And she's like, I didn't think it was that, like, that crazy. And I'm like, what? Does that surprise you? And she's like, well, Carter's kind of like that. (laughs) 
<laughs> now I've outed my son-in-law. Yeah, you have. Um, but I get, she's like, well, he, they're pretty open. And I'm like, okay, but think about that. Like yeah. there's one thing with being open with your body and comfortable, but there's another thing about sitting down with your mom and dad and sisters completely nude and, and celebrating a holiday. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, whose child are you? I come, I can't see too much cause she's not my kid. So I can't embarrass your daughter, but no, that can. doesn't surprise me coming yeah. from Katie that she wouldn't be shocked and horrified at that. Well, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, we'll say she's a free spirit. Yes. I love her. Yeah, she's funny. That is so funny. I love it. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about entitlement. Entitled parents, entitled people that think the world revolves around them, that think that the rules don't apply to them, that think that they deserve things that other people don't. So it's like 90% of the human population. Of America. Of Americans. (laughs) of, Of Americans, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And I... Yes, I have thoughts on that, but I feel like I don't want to, you know, politically divide (laughs) half of our audience, (laughs) but it's kind of true. So a lot of this we're seeing, like I bet as school teachers, like you have probably seen some parents that just think that the rules don't apply to their kids and that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, and you see it, even if you don't see it directly from the parents, you see it trickle down through just the attitude of kids in general is like you know, that ju- they just think they're above the rules or that they're, they should be an exception or, you know, or sometimes you'll talk to them about things and it's like they truly, and you kind of feel bad for them because it's like they, that's how they've clearly been taught that you are the exception, yeah. you know? So you'll try to rationalize with it, with a, a kid about, you know, you're not the exception. Everybody, that's the expectation. Everybody has to do this or whatever. And they'll look at you like they have, like you are from another planet. Yeah. Or I've seen people that, like, for their elementary school, like kindergarten, first grade, second behavior, you know, second graders, where the teachers will get after their kid for standing on the table or throwing things, and they cannot believe because that's normal kid behavior. I'm like, yeah, that is normal kid behavior, but can you imagine 26 first graders standing on tables and throwing, like, you... It, and all these parents are agreeing with these people going, how can a teacher get mad at a kid for being a kid? Mm. Because you're in school. Right. And the rules, you, there has to be rules. You know, and the thing that's interesting about that is I, before I start, before I was, went to school to be a teacher, um, I taught preschool. I, I, was, I helped in preschool. Did not know that. Yeah, I did. Uh, like a few years. I don't know. Several years, I guess. Anyway. Um, so I taught in preschool and, you know, little kids aren't really my thing. Like I'm, I teach mm-hmm. high school. That's my jam. But, um, I was very surprised when I taught s- preschool, how many things we really count on the school system to teach our kids. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember the first week of preschool and it was, you know, we we're in class and doing our thing. And then it's like, okay, everybody go line up. And it's like all hell breaks loose <laughs> and the kids are climbing the walls and I'm like no 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 like line line go line up yeah get they line. have no they don't know what that means yeah, I and I true. never thought that going to preschool and and you know kindergarten for some that's where they learn to yeah. line up and that's where they learn to take turns and that you know like especially you know you have kids that are they're all the same age and they have to learn to equally share with yeah. these people 
And, you know, so there is this expectation that you send them to school and that the rules at school teach them to function in society. Yeah. And so, you know, granted, kids are being kids, but that's why they go to school. Right. You know, the academics is like such a small percentage of what kids learn at school. So, yeah, I know that, you know, letting your kid jump off of their desk onto the floor is a normal behavior for a child, but that they don't get to do that at school because that's not shaping them for, you know, society. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, that's very, very interesting. It is. Because unless you grew up in the Von Trapp family, you're not lining up right. for dinner. Right. Yeah. And I, I just, this is what I've learned through having six kids and living and being a teacher. So living kind of on both sides of the fence. Anytime, I love my kids. Okay. I do love, I adore my kids. And they're good kids. Yeah. Right. They're, they're really good kids. But anytime they come home and tell me a story about school, mm-hmm. that they got in trouble for something or that their teacher's being unfair, like 98.999% <laughs> of the time, I'm going to question yeah. that there's more to that story. Do you uh, know what I mean? Absolutely. Because, and, it, and it, sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes my kid is innocent and the yeah. teacher had a bad day or misinterpreted, <laughs> misinterpreted, whatever. Right. But it's like for parents who truly think that their kids go to school and that teachers select and victimize right. one student. Right. Just, I mean, that is so crazy. There's usually a reason. Yeah, there is more to that story. It, there's always another side. Or when kids have fights and come home, so-and-so did this to me. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. take me back four steps. What did you do? Yeah. How did this start? What's your part? Yeah, there's always more. And so just this attitude of like anytime your kid does something that it's got to be somebody else's fault. Yeah. Like, my, I would err on the side of my kid is screwing yeah, up. I'll start with that. Yeah, <laughs> because I can apologize to my kid later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. You know, and I would back them up. But, I mean, I'm not just going to automatically jump to that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, You'll get the full story first. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, don't do that. So, I have a story of uh, a neighbor, an entitled neighbor mom that I'm going to read for you. So my neighbor moved in not too long ago with her two sons. Seeing that she had a lot of unpacking to do, I went over to her house and offered to babysit her kids for her, which is super nice. Wow, yeah. Not knowing this person at all. So she thanked me and walked her kids over to my house. I kept some of my son's toys from when he was younger. He has moved out already and set them up in my yard. My daughter is fairly extroverted and immediately went outside to play with them. It was around noon, and so I was making some lunch. I made a turkey sandwich with American cheese, a simple lunch that we always have. I brought out some plates so the kids could eat outside on our benches. The kids loved it, and 30 minutes later, the sandwiches were gone, and they were back to playing soccer and tag. A few hours later, the neighbor kids and my child marched inside and sat down tired. I put on some cartoons and told them I would be right back as I left to go get the neighbor to pick up her children. She looked tired but was happy that she didn't have to deal with the little boys running around while she unpacked. She came over and took her boys. By this time, my husband was parking in our driveway home from work. My daughter had a fun time telling her father all about the day while I ordered pizza on my phone. About five minutes later, while I was still asking what everyone wanted, I heard a knock on my door. It was the neighbor. I thought she was going to thank me again, but she got angry and shouted at me. The following is some basic dialogue from what I can remember. (laughs) Me, oh, hey, neighbor. Neighbor, look, we need to talk right now. Me, oh, sure, what do you need? Well, my sons told me that you gave them sandwiches for lunch. Yes, I did. They really liked, well, that is not enough for my boys. They're growing boys and they need to have good food and not whatever you gave them. Me, really? 
neighbor, yes, me, no. And I shut the door <laughs> on her face. <laughs> yes, thank you for handling it like that. Yeah, so, you know, she didn't, she said, I just told her, the, oh, the daughter was like, what was that all about? And the mom was like, I just told her the neighbor didn't like sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then she's kind of questioning, like, should I have taken some more time to like make them nice? You know, she said, we had mashed potatoes and some leftover pork. Should I have heated that up for them? Was I, you know? No. <laughs> no. Nope. Goodbye. <laughs> Kate, for a lot of, First of all, let's not bite the hand that feeds, new neighbor. Right. Right? You're the new kid on the block. Yeah. What do you say? The fact that this woman shows up at her house and offers to take her kids. Right. Like, you know what? That That's already one step that, above what a normal person would do. Right. And what I would do. Yeah, I'm always like, oh, there's some people moving in. We'll go say hi in a few days. No, it's like, just pull the car in the garage and turn <laughs> the lights off so they don't know we're home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. No, but that is so... Any time my kids are playing with the neighborhood kids, because, we, you know, our neighborhood had, has tons of kids, oh, and the yeah. kids are always back and forth. Anytime my kid comes back home with a wrapper from a fruit snack or a granola bar, I'm like, way to go, Mom. Yeah. For Sharon, because nice. I'm the mom that is like, really? Let's not feed the whole neighborhood. Let's, no. Let's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sorry, but anytime a parent, anytime anybody offers food to my kid or or you just thank them. Yeah. Absolutely. You do not get to be critical. Absolutely. We, and like, if there are neighbor kids coming over that literally live houses away and they come in, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. I'm usually like, maybe it's time to go home for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I'll usually offer like a little something, mm -hmm. but I usually have enough kind of for like lunches that like my snacks are mostly for lunch, like to throw right. in lunch boxes. Like right. they're kind of... You know what I do? I buy the big box of like $5 Otter Pops that have like 100 Otter Pops. Mm -hmm. And I hand those out. Yeah, because like, yeah, they're like one cent. Exactly. Well, and you know, the other thing is too, I mean, we've got some neighbors in our neighborhood that Lainey's really tight with. Yeah. You know, and those kids, we like, they can come over and eat whatever they want. And of course, my older, like my older teenagers that have friends that are oh, yeah. like, a, that are like part of the household, they can do what they want. You and feed I, the I teens. feed them, yeah. whatever. But some little random neighbor boy yeah. that shows up barefooted and snotty nosed, <laughs> you're not, you are lucky if you're getting a fruit snack. Right. And you're sure as hell not getting potatoes and gravy and turkey. <laughs> no. Nope, not serving that up for you. No. We have a little neighbor girl that, but sometimes my heart, some depending on the kid, my heart will go out to them. Mm -hmm. If I cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some kids, you're like, go home and get yourself a fruit <laughs> snack. And some kids, I'm like, can I order you a full pizza? Yeah. And we have one little neighbor girl that doesn't even actually have any kid in my house her age. Mm -hmm. But she comes over, I think, because her she lives with her dad part-time. When she's at her dad's house, he doesn't get home from work till like, 10 or 11 at night. Oh, wow. So she'll be alone. Actually, I think she has a brother, like a teenage brother, mm -hmm. but what good are they? Yeah, teenage brothers don't prepare meals. No, no. So she'll come over, and I know she's kind of hungry, or she'll kind of say things like, this is so sad, but she came over, and my kids, I think we were about to eat do something and so we can they can play in a few minutes and we went out to like 30 minutes later and she was still there we we're like oh we forgot she was there she oh. goes it's okay I've already had a terrible birthday <gasps> oh no I'm like it's your birthday oh she's no. like yeah I'm like well are you gonna do anything no I don't have a cake I don't have any presents did you make her a cake no but I went and bought her presents oh you did because <laughs> wait we were on our way somewhere and my oldest daughter was was with me and yeah. she has a heart of gold she was like right. mom we have got to buy Haley 
everything. So mm-hmm. we bought her candy and slime. And she, we came home. She's like, these are my only presents. I know. Aww. So someone like that, like, I try to feed. But the other day, she was at my house, and she had a can of chicken in her hand. I'm like, what you doing with the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I just like chicken. I make stuff with it. I'm like, okay, here, take wow. this home. Like, told her her recipe. Oh, how but cute. People like, but then there's some kids that, like, constantly raid my pantry mm-hmm. that you're like, okay, I can tell that you've emptied half my granola box. Yeah. Like, go home. Yeah, it's time to go home. <laughs> go home. Yeah. So Ugh. there's a balance, but goodness for that mom to come over right. and be upset about that her kids yeah. didn't get the kind of food she expected. Yeah. Is horrendous. Yeah, I would have I would have said, Oh, give me just one second. I would have gone inside and written out a bill for my babysitting and slapped that into her hand. <laughs> that would be a great idea. Because that is ridiculous. Oh, uh, people are unbelievable. That's a neighbor you don't want. That is a neighbor you do not want. Mm-mm. Okay, um, here's one for you about entitled. I, this is one, I wasn't really sure if this fell under entitled, but I think it does. Okay. Okay, my in-laws, not mine personally. Yeah. <laughs> my in-laws make a lot of money and are very wealthy. Um, every single year, they claim on their taxes that they give the, my hubby and I thousands of dollars. <gasps> they do not actually give us any money. They say this is a loophole for them to not be taxed so much. Oh. Then I get letters from the IRS that we didn't report our increased income, (gasps) and now we owe taxes on it. Oh, no. The father-in-law eventually pays the owed taxes, and then she puts, but he's very forgetful. So obviously doesn't pay it on time or whatever. Um, He's forgetful. But I'm worried if my husband and I ever get audited, we could get in trouble. And I don't like that our annual income reflects that we make more money than we actually do. Right. Um, She said, the in-laws say that this is a good thing to look like we make more money. But we've been denied things in the past because we make over the eligibility limit. I want my in-laws to quit doing this, but my husband says it's not worth the drama because his parents say that they need to do this. Oh, my gosh. No. Yeah. (gasps) So that's probably illegal. Positive. I mean, it is. I'm not it's fraudulent, but that does not sound on the yeah. up and up. Yeah, and you know, I would just, and this is the thing. So clearly, they make enough money that it puts them in a different, probably in a different tax bracket. Yeah. But then, because they're, it's costing them less to say that they're gifting this money and then to still pay the difference in the the kids taxes but I that is so presumptuous seriously that I'm gonna be okay with you adjusting my my tax bracket my tax bracket and my relationship with the IRS yeah the relationship with my spouse (laughs) I would be livid oh my gosh yeah because that affects government grants and school stuff for their probably oh my gosh Like, and maybe that's something that you should run by somebody. Yeah. Like, hey, are, are you cool if we say that you make an extra $50,000 yeah. a year than what you make? How about you actually give me that $50,000 a year? There you go. And then I'd be fine to pay a little bit of taxes on that. Right. Because, I mean, I'm thinking back to like when I, I mean, because I'm guessing that they're probably relatively young and yeah. maybe newly married. But I think back to when I was that like younger and or newly married or had young kids there were a lot of things that, I mean, you don't, like, if you're not making a lot of money, there's certain benefits that you get, like in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a student and you show that you're making less money, you qualify for grants and yeah. you qualify, you know, for different things like that, that, like, that yeah. is so... Even insurance is insurance adjusted now. Different if you things. pay, depending on with the Obamacare stuff, you pay more if you make more. 
Yeah. So all adjusted. I just think that is so. <laughs> I would be so mad. And the thing that's irritating is it sounds like, I mean, if the parents are wealthy, mm-hmm. then, I mean, and that's a whole other issue to talk about taxes and how much people should pay, whatever. Right. But that's not the kid's problem. Right. Pay your taxes. Yeah. And or that, find some other, actually maybe <laughs> donate to a charity. Or there you go. To actually donate the money. Give but me it's a like, car. Yeah. Having your cake and eating it too. Like I'm going to, I'm going to say that I give you this money and then I'm going to cause you to have to pay more in your taxes. That's awful. And in the end, what does the kid get out of it? Yeah. Nothing. Nope. Ugh. A little bitterness. A little, a lot of bitterness. Yeah. A lot that's of crazy. Bitterness. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'd be not happy with that Me situation. Too. Okay, I have a funny one. <laughs> so there's a, a woman who volunteers for a lot of organizations. So like she's on the board of like museums, botanical garden, that kind of thing. And she's like in her she's like in her upper forties. So she was visiting with an acquaintance, Deb, from one of these groups at her house, and they were planning for a meeting. So she went to her house where the meeting was gonna be held. So she says, in her beautiful home, she had a lot of art. She's a collector and an artist herself. In the salon where we were meeting was a large framed charcoal drawing, a slightly abstract male nude. Very well done, although not exactly my kind of thing. I prefer clothed art. Oh. Already. Okay. Mm, okay. Uh, I was intrigued for reasons I will explain below and asked her some questions. So it turns out she drew it in like one of those life drawing where they have like a model come in and like a college class. So she says, when she heard this, her my heart sank. I knew the drawing was of my son. <laughs> so she said her son, named Aaron, coincidentally, had posed as a model for such a life drawing class when he was home a couple of years ago, which was when she had done it. You know, she asked mm-hmm. her all the questions. And, you know, he's kind of got a wild kind of Tarzan hair, she calls it, and the boy in the drawing. Like, she just was like, that's for that's sure him. my son. So she got all, well, she was mad at her son for doing it in the first place. And the son was like a free spirit and just didn't, just did it for fun. So she tells Deb, the one who did the drawing, um, that's my son. <laughs> so if you could please remove the art from your wall, because it makes what? me uncomfortable. She's like, I would prefer you not have this drawing in your house. And especially, can you please not have it up when our members of the board visit? <laughs> And so they got in like a big fight. She's, you know, she said she's making a big deal out of nothing. And the woman was like appalled that this woman wouldn't take this drawing off her wall (laughs) because it was her son. Okay, well, uh, first of all, it's not like the guy just showed up to naked Thanksgiving. I mean, he's posed as, I mean, if you've ever, my mom was an artist, you know, and there were a lot when she was, you know, taking college classes and stuff. There were a lot of, like, nude yeah. models and stuff. It's art. That's part of the way you learn to draw people in general yeah, is to draw the nude form. And they're pretty, like, abstract. Like, a charcoal abstract nude isn't porn. Right. Well, and even a well, even <laughs> a, a very detailed, like, True. nude portrait is not <laughs> true it's art I mean not that they're doing a college <laughs> class I hope I mean but come on it's not like like her, that should be tasteful she walks art. in and there's like a big penthouse <laughs> poster of her a son centerfold <laughs> yeah I mean I can understand I can understand her feeling a little bit um thrown off yeah but that is was his choice as an adult. Yeah. And you don't get to go into people's houses <laughs> and select which art makes you comfortable. I know. Wow. And B, 
Did you say A? Nope. I just throw in with a B. Just start with any and letter you B, want. And B, the other board members aren't going to know that. They're they're not is gonna, that your son? Is that Aaron? <laughs> I, I Why is your naked son on the I wall? I recognize that, but. And you know what? <laughs> <laughs> no, wouldn't it be funny if they really did? They come in, they're like, I would, I know that, but anywhere. <laughs> or other parts. Or they're all like, ooh, who's that? Attractive. They all start like. Nice art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that would be so funny. I'll start talking about how turned on they are by, by the charcoal art. <laughs> That's my son. Ooh. You dirty old women. You dirty, filthy women. <laughs> that is great. So you- I would say that is quite an example of you being entitled to think that you can tell Deb to take the art off her wall. Yeah. How about next time you do the meeting at your house? There you go. But you don't get to strip no pun intended, <laughs> the art off the walls at, at Deb's house. No. <laughs> if Ugh. I were Deb, I would hire like a male stripper for the event or something. Oh, hire Aaron, next time. Hire the son to come do a, like a live. It's like a in the office. You watch The Office. Yes. Do you remember when Meredith's son shows up as a stripper to um, <gasps> yes. Angela's yes. bachelor party? I had a legit office experience. So Aaron worked for this company. I think it was like they sold Xerox copiers. This was when I was pregnant with my very first daughter. So we're still kind of young. It was not a great job. And his boss was Michael Scott. I am not even kidding you. So there was a Christmas slash Ed's birthday party. So it was like Mm -hmm. an office Christmas party, but it was also the boss Ed's birthday. Mm -hmm. So one of the coworkers tells Aaron Hey, um, just as a joke, like just as a funny thing, we got Ed a stripper mm-hmm. company <laughs> Christmas party. But she goes, like, I know you're pretty conservative. So like, if you're not comfortable, I just wanted to warn you, but we, it's going to be pretty PG. So he tells me and I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of fun. Like if it's P- like if it's right. just as a joke and it's PG and she's going to come in and like PG right. is PG. Yeah. So, so we're like, okay, we'll stay. That sounds funny. Like we want to mm-hmm. see his reaction. Oh my hell, it was a <laughs> not PG. If that's a PG strip show, don't show me the rated R one because the everything was out. Ah. And she's doing the upside down splits in a crotch <gasps> in his face. Oh my gosh. And we're sitting there. This is the boss of their company and the entire office is watching him get a lap dance. Oh my gosh, I would die. It's <laughs> just like, what is happening? Awkward. What was he doing? Enjoying it? I was enjoying it. <laughs> Visibly Ooh. enjoying it. Oh, no. Dirty, oh, dirty old man. Wow. Dirty old man. We're like, Ed, you can't touch her. Like, Stop it, Ed. Putting bills where they go. And, and where they don't go. <laughs> yes. And I am horrified. I'm nine months pregnant, which I don't know just added to my... Trauma. Tra- I just was <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? And then, of course, Aaron, after the strip show, goes and gets her life story and, you know. Of course he does. Like, becomes best friends with her. And what oh led you to this? And I'm like, let's, how about. Goodbye. Let we just slink out of here. Hand her a dollar and let's go. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it was the most awkward company Christmas party in my Ever. life. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he win. That one wins. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. Um, here is, uh, an entitled, oh, this one is, this one kind of makes me ragey. Mm, That's fun. Okay. Hold on. My earring is really hurting my ear. Okay. So, okay. I hope this is a little bit confusing, but I think it'll be fine. It'll work itself out. Okay. Okay. Uh, my family has been living in the same house since the late 1970s. 
When my parents bought it, my grandma helped them out um, with half of the money. So her name and my mother's name was on the title. So this is 1970s. Okay. Now fast forward to 2014. So we're talking 40 years later. Right. Um, Grandma passes away. About three days after we bury her, a letter gets dropped off at the house from my mom. In the letter was an itemized list of things that her sister wanted from the mother passing away. Mm. On the list was half of the value of the building on Salmon Street, which was our house. What? Yes. <gasps> so she had the nerve to ask for half of the, the building that their parents have been living in for 40 years. Of her house. Yeah, this, yeah. Her sister's house. Okay, so this is the daughter. Okay. The mom, the mom and the grand... No, no, no. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. So the daughter is telling the story. Her mother and her grandmother signed on the same house. Okay. So the grandma helped her mom so get into like this house. So this is like her childhood house that she grew up in. Yes. Now, okay. 40 years later, grandma dies. Okay. So the letter comes to the mom saying her own sister now is saying that when mom died, her name was on the deed to <gasps> your house. So I want half the value of oh your house. Oh, my gosh. Yes. She wants half the value of the house. Um, she kept going on and on that it wasn't fair um, that my mom got the life insurance money, which was used when the, when the grandma died. The life insurance money was used to bury her, which yeah. didn't even cover the cost of funeral expenses. Right. Um, but so she's like, well, it's only fair if you got if I if you got the life insurance money to pay for the funeral, I should get half the value of your house. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, she said, after a lot of yelling, fighting and promises of never speaking to each other, my mom mm. agreed just to be done with it. Yeah. And yeah. Gave, she's been paying so on this house gave, for 40 years. So she gave her her whole mom's half of the house, not even half of the half of the half. I, I don't. I, that's what, that's it what it sounds like. like. But so sorry. Logistically, I mean, OK, things get ugly when people die. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. it. My husband's a funeral mortician, whatever. And things get ugly yeah. when people die. But that is not even, in my opinion, like a like a gray area. Yeah, because it didn't sound like her mom was even claiming half the house as her own asset. Right. It was like a gift. Like it was, and, and in 40 years, that house has been paid oh, yeah. off. Yeah. And you don't get to come back and claim like debts that have come and gone when your parent was alive. I mean. And unless you sell the house, you don't have the money from the house. And it was not ever. Okay. So this is what it makes me think of. I, so we've given our kids all cars. Sure. You know, when they turned 16, they had like a little pup pup car to start off with and then they sold it and they were able to, you know, make money and get, make whatever. Mm -hmm. So like my, my third daughter, Katie, when she went to college, I gave her my car mm -hmm. and, um, it wasn't anything super fancy, but you know, so when we, um, when she moved and stuff, we re-registered it in. Now the car is, well, okay, let me back up. When I gave it to her to go to college, the car was registered to me because it's my car. Yeah. But I've given it to her. Right. And it's in, for all intents and pur purposes. Her car. Intents and, anyway, <laughs> it's her car. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I just last week, like, changed the registration. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't even matter. Um, but if something were to happen to me today... My name is on the title of that car, yeah. but I gave it to her. Yeah. And so... So it'd be like one of your other kids coming in and being like, well, mom's dead now, so I get so half I of get, your car. Yeah. 
No, you don't. No. Because that was an agreement that we made when I was alive, and it's long so since crazy. been over with. Yeah. Like, this has been a couple years ago. She's married now. Um, yeah. Nothing would break my heart more as a dead person when my, when I'm dead than my kids fighting over our stuff. Right. But right. It, that it breaks up families all, all the, the time. time. All the time. I just listened to a Dateline podcast where someone killed her uncle over, like... They were in like a family feud. The mom was still alive, but they were fighting over their assets. Oh my and gosh. And she murdered the uncle over it. That is so ridiculous. I know. And you know, and you look at, I mean, I just don't know. It is so traumatizing to yeah. me. And my husband has the most interesting, like things that come up when they're meeting with families and just how people completely, when somebody dies, it's like. Vultures. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's but awful. Like in this story. 40 years ago, yeah. that house was paid. And, and this is the other thing. Um, they don't, this sister doesn't know if the mom was paid back. I mean, what if the mom just loaned them money to get started yeah. and they paid her back? And, and you can't imagine that she hadn't helped out that other sister in multiple ways right, too. Right. And she's not coming after. Yeah. Oh my god. So I just thought how, and, and that's the thing is it's like, you know, that that sister knows that that is not Oh, yeah. Like, that is her sister's house. That is not, that was not the, the mother's house. That was not what the mother considered her assets or whatever. Yeah. Yet she's going to take half of the value yeah. of their home after 40 years. <laughs> That's so crazy. Oh, it makes me mad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'd be mad, too. But it's like, again, that entitlement that they see a dollar sign and I'm going to take it back. Because really, legally, probably if she, if she goes to court over that, it would probably really well, yeah, because if if the title is in the mom in mom. the deceased person's name, oh. that's an asset. Interesting. So I mean, I don't know. I'm no lawyer. I I always feel like the husband's got to be behind it. Like yeah. if the sister's married, the husband's like, hey, let's try to let's get cash that. in. Because I don't feel like a sister would do that to their sister. I I hope not. But I mean, money, money. It is that's the bane of, of all of our existence. It is. It is the downfall of society. It is. Okay, uh, I have another one. Can we do Should we do one more? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've got two good ones. Dang we have it. time. We have time. Okay, okay. There's so many like crazy stories. So and some there's a whole Reddit subreddit called Entitled Parents. Oh. It's fun. Okay. I gotta find okay. So this is a woman who was at a doctor's appointment, a childless adult. Um, so there was a woman in the waiting room, the only other person. She was probably the doctor's partner's patient. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> she had two kids with her. One looked like it was five or six. The other one was small and in a stroller, so two or three, I guess. The bigger kid was playing on an iPad, and I guess the battery died. Something happened, and the kid started throwing a fit, screaming and flinging his arms around. I was using my own device with headphones in, but she could hear, like she had the headphones down enough so that she could hear the receptionist. So um, a couple minutes later, the smaller kid, the younger one, also start, started throwing a fit. Probably because when one kid is crying and screaming, right. the baby's going to as well. She goes, I don't know, kids. I don't know why they do things. Don't like them. Don't want them. Never <laughs> held a baby. Never want to. So clearly not a kid person. Mm. So she, then she hears the older kids yelling, she has an iPad. She has an iPad over and over again pointing at me. The mom gets my attention and asks me if the kid can watch what I'm watching or maybe can play a game on my iPad and she can give me like a dollar for every five minutes or something. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I declined. 
Number one, I don't let anyone touch my devices. And number two, I don't believe in rewarding bad behavior. The kid was screaming and acting like a fool. You don't give a kid a cookie when he throws his dinner on the wall. He'll just keep doing it. So the mom is begging that, begging this woman, please let me have your iPad. I can't calm my kid down. They're all screaming. She's declining, finally goes into her appointment. And then when she came out to pay, the receptionist tells the lady that lady had to leave because she couldn't, couldn't get her kids to calm down. And kind of, she said, said it in a way to make her feel bad, like she should have turned over her iPad to these kids. So, of course, she's like, what should I have? Absolutely not. You know, that is why, that is what is wrong with this. Oh, now I sound like I'm 80. We can, you know what? this generation. We can't be 80 right now. I am 85 right now. That is what's wrong with this generation, is that kids do not know how to function without devices. That's so true. It is so true. My, you know, my kids included, I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Like, I am not going to lie. I'll notice if my, and and Lainey, for example, doesn't have a phone. She's nine, doesn't need a phone, um, but she'll play on mine. And I know, it, like, I can notice um, a change in her mm-hmm. if she, and I'll have to shut her down. Like, especially when we travel, yes. I'll let her play on my phone. And it's like, it is like giving her a little bag of crack. Uh-huh. And, and it is like, she gets moody and she's crazy. Yes. And uh, so I know it, we're done. Like, we've got to you know, yeah. take the devices. But I mean, for a kid to not be able to function. Yeah. I'll tell my kids like, okay, you've had enough screen time, you know, find something else to do. And it's like, they're wandering around like a oh, lost dinosaur in an ice age. I don't know. They're just, they like, they don't know what to do. And I'm like, this is the problem. This is why I limit your screen time because you have got to figure it out. Right. Or Lainey will be like, uh, I'm bored. What do I do? I had a cabbage, pa- I don't cabbage know. patch dog doll and dog. a jump <laughs> cabbage patch dog and a, I didn't even have a dog to play with. Okay. Well, when I was little, we used to go up the street to the church cause they had big, huge boulder, like big, huge rocks, like yeah. as, as decorative rocks. Yeah. And we would play, um, Island oh, yeah. on the rock. Yeah. Be creative. Exactly. But we had all, we had Peter Pan where we would put hangers on our heads like Captain Hook mm-hmm. and try to throw a blanket over each other. We played Miss Hannigan, where, yeah. you know, yeah. Little Orphan Annie and I Miss Han. Like, we made games up. <laughs> Can we tell you the dumbest game? Please do. I had a Charlie McCarthy doll, like the... the. I don't have a clue uh, what Hold that on. Is. Uh, you pull the mouth, the ventriloquist doll. Oh, oh okay. my gosh. Look him up. Charlie McCarthy, and okay. he had, like, a top hat on, and he had, a, like, a tuxedo, and he had a little eye monocle. monocle. And, but then you'd pull the, you know, he was a ventriloquist doll. Okay. And we used to play president of the United States, <laughs> and he would be the president, and we would be like his staff. Okay. And then my sister would hide him under the bed to scare the hell out of me. <gasps> That's a whole other story. But mm. kids have no creativity. No, I know. And they, honestly, Lainey's like, well, I, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I don't know either. Figure it Figure out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Because my mom never got on the ground and had to play you know right. like we did our own thing yeah we go do little people out we'd make little people villages out and in it's the yeah yard. it's not that our kids don't have plenty of toys they don't even know how to play with toys we have, have a playroom full of toys two bedrooms full of toys and they're like making fidget toys out of a ziploc bag but they don't know how to play with toys. no they don't know you give them a barbie doll they don't know no nope. they don't know i mean they don't even know how to be to creatively create oh no, you're right yeah so you're shame right. on technology i know and it's shame on them kind of our fault yeah <laughs> but here's another thing back to that story what adult 
what adult is going to turn to a stranger yeah. and suggest that they let their child play with their five, six hundred dollar device? Yeah. Are you out of your ever loving mind? Uh, to, and not even just to expect to ask, but to expect it to be like upset that the stranger isn't handing over their device. Yeah. Or to or to have to leave because you can't control your kids. Right. Like, yeah. there's got to be something in your purse that you can entertain them with. Like, right. you bring some crayons. You bring something else when you're, or there's usually toy. I mean, yeah. oh, yeah, the fact that that was the only thing, and it was like a two-year-old and a five-year-old Ew, that could entertain people. their kids. And, you know, and I'm all about moms helping out moms or whatever. Yeah. But you know what? This is the thing. Especially somebody who doesn't have children of their own. Yeah. Okay, there's a reason they don't have children of their yeah. own oftentimes yeah. it's because they don't want them and this is another thing I have six kids but I don't want I'm not gonna let somebody else's grubby little kid yeah. mess with my iPad I know or my phone it's a global pandemic it people yeah you don't need and some, even if it's not I don't I matter. don't want you touching my things <laughs> yeah you know I know oh it's, that isn't that just very that makes my blood boil I know I was talking wrong. to my dad right before this and he was like what are you doing you know what's your Mm -hmm. subject today and I told him and I said you know I'm titled parents that expect that you know that you should give up things for, you know for their kids or whatever he's like are there really people like that I'm like yes. everywhere you go everywhere you go there's people like that yeah. and he's like well do you think it started with or maybe my mom with the participation trophies yes <laughs> yes I was like you know that's trophy. probably kind of where it I don't think participation trophies in and of themselves are the problem or even that big of a deal. Because for me, getting through a sports season is an accomplishment. <laughs> but that should be a participation trophy for the parent. Absolutely. It should be like, you made it. You survived your kid's crappy soccer season. That's exactly what it should be. But I was like, I just, yeah, it's that, it's the idea that my kids, that no one should be, a. it's two things. A, that no one should have anything that my kid doesn't have, mm -hmm. even if they worked for it or earned it or won the game or soccer match or whatever it is, mm -hmm. so that we, we should all be equal. Or that my kid, like we were talking about earlier, doesn't have to follow the rules or like doesn't have to follow common decency because they're right. somehow like or, elevated. Yeah, or there's an expectation in order to <clears throat> earn a trophy, you have to meet a certain standard. Right. And, you know, I don't know how many times I've told my kids, like, you're not going to be good at everything. Yeah. You don't win at everything. Yeah. Right? And if every if we were all the same, wouldn't the world be a boring place? Mm -hmm. You are going to suck at some things. But you're then gonna you're going to suck gonna be, at most things. <laughs> to be truth honest, be told, yeah. most people suck at m most things. Yeah. And you're going to find your little niche somewhere where you're not going to suck. And the person who doesn't suck worked really hard yeah. not to suck. Yeah. And that person re re deserves a non-you-don't-suck yeah. award. <laughs> you don't suck award. You do not suck. Most people suck. You don't. Here's an award. Yay. Stand on the podium. Mm -hmm. Take a picture. Yeah. Because, yeah, I the whole trophy thing. Mm. But I feel like the other side of that, I, I was... I feel like this week, strangers have been telling me their life stories. Like, do I have a face that says, tell, tell me, me how you feel about me. everything? Mm. I, I must, because it's <laughs> happening all week. I know I don't. <laughs> but some woman was talking about how she moved here from California. That's a big issue here in Boise, all the Californians. And she's so worried that they're going to change the political. And Idaho is a very conservative state. And I said, well, I feel like a lot of the Californians are coming here because it's conservative. And they're trying to get away from 
you know, how liberal California is. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, they're all fake conservatives. So then I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, they claim to be conservative, but all they care about is feelings. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? So she goes on to tell me how if you're a real conservative, you don't care about your kids' feelings, and you just spank them. Ah! <laughs> I was like, yikes. Um, that escalated. Maybe there's a balance. Mm -hmm. So, But she was kind of talking about which... My kids went to a private school this year with mostly Californians. So mm -hmm. I very much got a big sense of what she was talking about, which the extreme of the entitlement about my kids' feelings matter more than anyone else. And mm -hmm. if my kid's a little dirtball at school and you punish them, that's wrong. I saw a lot of that yeah. and it, to the extreme. But she was kind of the other extreme where it's like, you don't listen to your kids' feelings. It's all about the rules and all about what I want and I will spank you. And it's like, you know, there there is a balance. There's got to be a balance. Because they talk about how kids are so resilient and they bounce back. But then how many kids my age, our age, spend thousands of dollars and years of their life in therapy trying to get over what happened trying in their to childhood. Bounce. Yeah. Because their feelings were never listened to and right. they were completely dismissed or they were just beaten because they were bad and never actually spoken to. Right. And I think that you should be entitled to, you're entitled to feel how you want to feel. But you have to be able to function in society as well. So, like, if you're upset about something, you you are absolutely entitled to be up, to be upset. Yes, you deserve to whatever. But you don't get to like cry like a lunatic in public or throw a fit or, you know, like call people names or like you. There are certain ways that you have to handle things. So yeah, you can feel how you want to feel. You're yeah. entitled to your feelings, but you also have to sort of conform to what is an acceptable and and you also have to recognize that people other people are entitled to not have to listen to that or, you know what I mean there yeah so yeah there is nobody's telling you you can't feel something exactly you know and I think that's the balance that's exactly what yeah. you just said acknowledging your kids feelings I'm sorry you feel this way you're allowed to be sad about this you're allowed to feel upset that you don't have this thing that someone else has. You don't have a trophy. <laughs> you don't have a trophy. But that doesn't mean I'm going to give you what you want to make you feel right. better. I can acknowledge right. it. I can empathize with you. I can show you love. I can give you a hug. Yeah. But I'm not going to give you this well, thing that yeah. you didn't deserve. Or I'm not going to take something away from somebody else because you want it. Right. And I think there's also the importance of teaching kids how to cope. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like there, So, you know, you're frustrated because of this. So how? what are some effective ways of handling that yes, situation exactly like do you need a minute do you need to you know regroup do you need to talk about it do you need to do we need to put you in some private lessons so that you can learn to be better at something that's important to you sure do you know what I mean but like just beating the hell out of you is probably not going to fix that exactly <laughs> but and maybe not throwing our kids a giant party every time they lose a tooth yes or these, yes like the, that's a big thing I'm seeing too these big elaborate parties for everything and yeah. leprechaun hunts and right like <laughs> what happened to the good old days that we just like holidays came and went yeah and we you know on saint patrick's day you got pinched you got if you pinched weren't wearing you... no there was no leprechaun no. there was no leprechaun no i remember with one of my um who was it it was my daughter's i'm trying to remember step mom my older daughter's stepmom 
I think, that used to do um, like a leprechaun. They'd set up a leprechaun trap or something. Mm-hmm. And gosh, I think it was her. Anyway, and it was a, this darling idea, but I'm yeah. like, damn it. I know, don't. Now, now she's going to come home. And why doesn't the leprechaun come to our house? Yeah. On St. Patrick's Day. It only comes to their house. My kids came home and said that. And I said, because it's not real. <laughs> did not even, <laughs> did not even try to like, I play along with most things. Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy Santa. I mean, all that. Yeah. I don't. But for some reason, that was the limit for me. Yeah. And they're like, well, it might be. And I was like, that's no. true. Yeah, no, but, but it might not. But it's not. But it might not. Because <laughs> I used to chase rainbows and think there was a leprechaun. And there's some magic in that. But I was like, mm, but you know what? It's probably not. Let's so. not pretend there's a little weird green man running around. <laughs> but you if know, he has a pot bearded, of gold that I can steal from him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sasquatch. I, I don't yeah. Know. I just think that there, I mean, there's a fine balance. There is. That you've got to not saying I've hit it, but no, oh no, of course not. <laughs> but um, and I think if anything, I probably err on the side of being a little bit more harsh with my kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe I mean not harsh because I don't think I'm harsh, no. but but they like know. I am very very self aware. Mm-hmm. Not even self well, yeah. So with my kids, like I am aware that people around when my kids are being obnoxious, I people around them shouldn't have to tolerate it. Right. And I don't want to make life harder for their teachers and for their future roommates and for their spouses. So I'm way more like when we're out in public and my kids are acting like knuckleheads, I'm like, you guys. Yeah. And even sometimes my husband's like, they're fine. But I'm extremely self-aware of how their actions impact other people. Because we're raising future adults. Yeah. And I don't want people to think that I'm raising a bunch of dirt bags. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I want them to be functional. Yeah. And successful. We want them to not be the roommate that leaves their dishes everywhere and expects people to clean up after them because their mom did. Yeah. Nope. Nobody wants that. Do your own dish. Do your own dish. Go model for your own nude photos. <laughs> not nude photos. Sure. No, model not for, nude photos. Not nude photos. That nude art. Turn. Live, live mm. body art. Yeah. yeah. Be that be called? Um, I don't know. D- decent human being? Decent human being? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I yeah. think we're out of time. We are. It's stupid. We don't even okay. know what we're talking we about next know. week. So just send us we're, stuff. Um, I do have some ideas. I do want to talk about um, the Mandel, Mandala, what is it called? <gasps> the Mandala, Mandala effect, effect or whatever that's called. Oh my gosh. I, I have think two. I said it right. Mandela. That's a guy. But I feel like that's um, it. Mandela yeah, effect? Whatever it is. The you effect where like things that should be one way are really not. And it's yeah. because we live in a... Um, an alternate universe or something. <gasps> oh. Anyway, I have two sto- two specific things about that. I that would are love wacky, that. That are, one is my own personal true story. Really? Yes. Could we talk about aliens in the same yes. episode? So let's talk about some. Because it's probably alien related. Let's be honest. It, yeah, aliens are coming dimensions. in. Chain, yep. Mix another dimension. Up. Another dimension. Another dimension. <laughs> so yeah, that's what. So tell us your Mandela. What is it? I don't know, you guys. Mandela that's effect. It. We're gonna know for next week. You Google it and you'll know what you'll we're know. talking about. You'll know. Be ready. Okay. So yeah, that's what we're gonna talk about. So send us stories. Talk to us. Yeah. Message us. Email us. Call us. Yeah. Follow us. Rate us. Review us. It is Mandela effect with an E or an A. M A N D E L A. Mandela. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I was right. We know stuff. Yeah, we do. So Ooh. just wait till next time. Okay, okay. that'll be good. All good right. Idea. Um, so yeah, make sure you send in our stuff and um, tell your mom. Tell your mom. Tell your mom's friends. Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 
Do you have a situation you want us to share on our show? Send it in to truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram at truthfairiespod. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Speak.fm, or wherever you listen. We hope the truth hurt just a little, but not too much. Goodbye. Goodbye.